Hello, MD Roberts School of the Arts friends and family. Thank you so much for joining us for our first season of our podcast. I'm Miss Long, and in our previous episode, you got to know me and the orchestra. Today, I'm joined with Miss Rainwater, our amazingly talented theater director. Hi, Miss Rainwater. Hello, Miss Long. How are you? I'm doing great. So let's go ahead and get started. Our first question for you. How long have you been teaching and where did you go to school? So this is my seventh year at MD Roberts, and I wasn't teaching in a school before that, but I've actually been teaching um, dance classes and things like that since I was about 13 years old. So I have taught for a long time, even though this is only my seventh year at MD. Going to school, I went to Piedmont College for undergrad, and I have a bachelor's in theater education and another bachelor's in technical theater and design from Piedmont. And then I got my master's degree a few years ago at Columbus State University, and I have a master's in theater education. Uh, Where is Piedmont College? Piedmont College is up in North Georgia, um, right near the top of the state. It's a very small liberal arts college. And then obviously Columbus is in Columbus. Okay, great. So you've been in Georgia your whole life then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Why did you decide to teach theater? So originally, when I was in school and elementary school, middle school, high school, I did dance, ballet, jazz, and was very involved in my dance company. And towards the end of high school, I started working with the lady who did all of our props and scenery uh, for our dance company. So when like we did The Little Mermaid, she painted a whole backdrop for us and she actually got me to help her. Uh, I was homeschooled growing up so I had a lot of free time that maybe some other kids didn't have. So when she needed someone to help make a mask for um, Alice in Wonderland or whatever when we were doing those things I got to help with all that and I absolutely fell in love with technical theater. And so when it was time for me to pick where I wanted to go to school I had really kind of Um, had my fill of dance and I didn't feel like that was my path anymore. So I decided that I would actually go to Piedmont for theater education. I had been in a few plays and done some stuff with my homeschool group or with my church group, but I had never really been in a full-scale play or musical. So going to college was my first experience with that and I got my degree in theater and um, technical theater. So what exactly is technical theater? Mm -hmm. So technical theater is basically all of the behind the scenes or things that don't have to do with acting. So technical theater is going to be lighting, sound design, uh, costumes, props, scenery, all of those things Mm -hmm. are considered part of technical theater. Cool. Um, Tell us about a little bit more about theater at the middle school level. What do you teach in each grade? Mm hmm. For my subject, I like to have a well-rounded approach because, again, I love technical theater and I want my kids to be able to experience not just acting on stage, but also doing some design work and they get to make their own design choices. So in sixth grade, we kind of go over the basics. We go over some of the basics on standing on stage and where the placement of things on stage would be the stage directions, the parts of the stage, as well as we learn a little bit of theater history. We typically talk about Greek theater, which is what we normally consider as the origins of uh, at least uh, theater in Europe and America. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Um, and we talk about theater history and we learn some basics about the designers and who does what in the industry. And then how, how is seventh and eighth grade different? Right. So in seventh and eighth grade, we have a little bit more time to focus on more specialized things. And I typically focus on a different uh, theater history time period for each grade. So sixth grade gets Greek theater, seventh grade. We typically do Commedia dell'arte, which is the Italian Renaissance theater that was actually kind of the original form of improv or uh, improvisational comedy. And then in eighth grade, we can focus on a different variety. We'll sometimes review the other years, but we'll talk a little bit about Shakespeare maybe. And then also sometimes look at some of the more modern things like the rise of musical theater in theater and in Europe and America. In our seventh and eighth grade classes, we also work on expanding our technical theater knowledge. We have two unique spaces at MD. We have our theater classroom, which is actually a really large classroom where we have space to work on scenery and props. I have the students help me paint things. Sometimes they're able to assist me in building certain things or creating costumes. So we have that space and we have our classroom where we have some desks and we can have a more traditional classroom setup. And then we also have our black box theater, which we share with K-Pace and we can utilize that space for acting classes as well as some smaller performances where we're gonna have a smaller audience. We've actually had a, a fashion show, the dance department, the dance honor society and the theater honor society did a fashion show in there um, the year before the mm -hmm. lockdown. And we can also utilize the lighting equipment that is in that space. We're very fortunate to have a full set of LED lights in that space. So I can teach the students a few things about lighting and programming and how we angle lights for theater and the important parts of lighting for theater. So what exactly is a black box theater? Right. So a black box theater is kind of an interesting name because it's very literal. It is just a room that is completely black or painted black. The walls, the floor, everything in a black box should be black. And it is that way so that it can create a flexible staging and seating area. Typically in a black box, you would be able to build your stage or your seating area in any configuration. So you might have audience on one side or two sides what would be considered a thrust stage with audience on three sides, or we could actually do theater in the round where you'd have the staging in the middle in like a circular area and then seating for audience on all four sides. So that's a really fun opportunity where we can work on possibly different staging opportunities rather than just the traditional actors mm -hmm. on one side and audience on the other. So we can work on that. And then it's all painted black so that you can have a true blackout. Obviously in theater, when you want the lights to go off and you want to do a scene change, you don't want there to be light reflected. So it is very dark so that you can use your stage lighting and not have to worry about reflections or things from lighter walls or chairs or flooring. Well, that's really cool. It's really nice that the students have the opportunity to use something like that. 
Absolutely. Um, a lot of students might not get to have that opportunity to have that kind of right. space until high school or sometimes even college. Right. I don't think I ever saw it until um, MD built had one built for um, our program. So that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, can beginners join in seventh and eighth grade? So I have had beginners in seventh and in eighth grade in the past. Typically, I don't have any problem with taking a beginner in seventh grade because a lot of the skills that we work on in sixth grade are skills that you might already have because we're working on talking and expressing emotions and memorizing lines. And while those things are unique to theater, they're not unique to being a person. So being able to speak with a voice that sounds like different emotions and things like that is something that everyone can do. And we just need a little bit of training to learn some of the vocabulary that goes along with it. So definitely beginners in seventh grade are welcome. In eighth grade, typically MD Roberts doesn't take students um, as beginners in eighth grade because they have missed out on some of the fundamentals. However, there has been special circumstances in the past where I will take um, an eighth grader if that's the case. Okay. Um, If someone wants to apply and audition for your program, what should they do? Well, always, always, always go to the Clayton County website to apply for the magnet programs through Infinite Campus. That's the first step always. But once you get that uh, audition information and you've applied and you've selected to audition for theater, you need to have a memorized one minute monologue. And on our website, there is a list that I have provided to students. If they have a hard time finding a monologue, they can always go on to the website and look at that list where I've provided some monologues for you. A monologue is one person speaking. They might be speaking to another character and that character is not currently responding. Sometimes they're speaking to themselves, but out loud, obviously. Or they might be speaking to the audience or to a group of people on stage. So a monologue, again, is just one person speaking. There's no dialogue or back and forth. And it needs to be around a minute. You can find your own examples or your own monologues if you would prefer, but there's always a list provided to you. And then I also have the students perform the first verse and chorus of a song. And there is two song choices normally for um, females and males on our website. The song, I'm really looking for your stage presence. Uh, We do a musical every year. So I want to see how well you can sing. And if you would like to be a part of that musical, that's very important. But for general acting purposes, I just want to see how well you can perform on stage. What's your stage presence like? How well can you relate and carry your message through your performance? That's what I'm looking for. I typically ask a couple of questions like, why do you want to be in theater? And then I might ask you if if you've been in any shows before. That's obviously not mandatory. You don't have to have any previous experience, but sometimes it helps me to figure out kind of what you're interested in and where your experience is at the current state of your audition. That makes sense. So let's say um, somebody's child has been accepted into your program. Um, Once they are in the program, what supplies do parents need to purchase for your class? My class is pretty easy when it comes to supplies. Typically for performances, things that you would need to perform like a costume are going to be provided. However, there are sometimes we have extra performances or we might have a showcase of some sort and you would need to have an all black outfit. 
Uh, all black is kind of standard in the arts world, but especially standard in theater. And if you're doing tech theater, all black is mandatory. So that's a black shirt. It can be a t-shirt, anything, and black pants. School pants are fine or any kind of pants that have no like white stripes on the side or labels, no logos showing. And then also all black shoes is very important. For the other supplies, we don't have anything other than a notebook. We kind of build our own textbook because we kind of work on different things depending on the year. We might focus on certain technical elements or certain uh, style areas or theater history areas based on the plays or musicals that we're doing that year. So we kind of build our own textbook. So we have a notebook. So you would need a composition or a spiral bound notebook and then maybe a folder for you to put your scripts in. But everything else is provided for you. When we do have a performance, you would need to have your own makeup. So when we're on stage, it's very important that we have makeup on our face. I know that a lot of parents might feel like their kids are too young to wear makeup on a general everyday basis. But for the stage, it's very important that we can uh, highlight our features under the bright lights of the stage. So makeup is something that you would need to provide for yourself. And it's not necessarily your regular makeup, right? It's, is it certain makeup that you need? Correct. I suggest that all of my students buy a stage makeup kit and we normally do an order towards the beginning of the year or around the musical that the foundation is very thick and it covers up, um, you know, your skin to make it stand out under the lights as well as, you know, a little eyeliner pencil and the sponges and things that they would need. And there's a variety of shades in the kit. And so um, they can pick out which kits would be appropriate for them, as well as there's ways to blend the makeup products that are in the kit to match shades properly. And do you show them how to do that? We typically have someone working for the musical who will help anyone who needs it. But we typically have like a day or something or a rehearsal where I'll kind of go over some of that, uh, those things. And then normally we have parents volunteer to help with hair and makeup for the shows. Okay. How much after-school commitment do you require from your students? On average, about how many evening or weekend performances do you do a year? So in my opinion, every student should have some amount of after-school commitment because they have at least one performance that we're doing. Typically our winter or our spring showcase almost every student is going to be involved in that. However, the theater program is unique in the fact that one of our biggest after-school commitments is the musical. The musical is rehearsed completely after school. We do not rehearse it in the school day at all. So all of the students who would like to participate in the musical have a longer after-school commitment. However, the musical is not mandatory. Typically, myself and the chorus teacher, Ms. Hudson, who you will get to meet very soon, listeners, um, we require that our students audition for the musical because auditioning is such an, an important part in the education process to get students comfortable with the audition process. It's a little intimidating to be asked to come on stage in front of strangers and perform. So we try and get our students very confident by the time they're ready to go to high school that they can audition confidently. So our students might have to audition for the musical. However, they do not have to accept a role and they do not have to participate if they're not wanting to do that or if they would rather 
participate backstage. I have several students who love to work backstage and that's how they participate in the musical. So for the musical, we typically start in August, uh, right when school starts basically with auditions. And we rehearse almost every day after school from the last week in August until the show, which is normally the second weekend in November. And the times will vary depending on the student's role. So if you have a smaller role, you might be called for less rehearsal time than maybe the lead who is there almost every night, just like I am. But for our normal students who are maybe not participating in the musical, it also depends on the grade. Sixth grade normally has the least amount of after-school rehearsal time with just maybe one or two days when we're getting ready for performance. Seventh grade, same thing. They might have a little bit more because sometimes I pull seventh graders to participate and help in the eighth grade showcase. And then my eighth graders have one extra show every year normally where we have an eighth grade performance where they will have some after-school rehearsal time as well as the week before their performance while well, they will go to the Performing Arts Center to rehearse every night and then have their show. Yes, and your eighth grade show is really cool because you actually have one of the students who's the director for that, right? Yes, that is one of the things that is the best thing and the hardest thing to do for eighth grade. I really want to treat them like they are getting ready to go to high school. And so I allow them to kind of be their own director, producer, designers. They choose everything. They typically, in the past years, have even chosen their own script. So they choose what script they're going to do. They vote on who's going to be the director. They pick designers. They have people who are in charge of stuff. And I am then now the overseer. And I don't necessarily get involved except for to maybe help um, maintain the status quo and help us get uh, get along with each other for that eighth grade performance. Yeah. I've always been impressed when I've gone to see and uh, go to see that performance because um, knowing that it was the students who really were the leaders in all of that is pretty amazing. Uh, let's see. Do you go on any field trips with your classes? I like to do one or two field trips where we can go and see a performance. If we can go and see the high school's musical, we'll do that. Uh, it kind of varies every year. We like to go see some kind of performance. And then a lot of times we'll have the opportunity to participate in some workshops with the county and we'll do those as well. And when there's different performances that come to the Performing Arts Center, we like to go to those. And we've also um, gone to a few other performances a little bit further away as well. And then um, since I've been here, we've gone to Orlando one time with the orchestra and the chorus programs, and we got to go and take a backstage tour of some of uh, the different sets of uh, the Universal Studios and got to go onto the soundstage and things like that. So that was really cool. Yeah, um, I remember you telling me about that trip, and that was... Um because the orchestra was performing. So I didn't get to go on the same tour that the theater students went on. And it sounded really cool um, being able to see what the rides were like when it's um, when it's uh, set up differently so the students can see what's happening backstage. I thought that was really cool. Right. So we did the mummy ride. We got to go on the mummy ride with all the lights on. That li ride mm -hmm. is normally really dark. Right. So with the lights on, you could actually see where the, some of the special effects things happen and where the 
different tracks and things like that go. And then we also got to see, yeah, the sound stage where we got to see like the green screen and how some of that stuff works. Yeah. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, you've also been able to do some virtual field trips this year, right? Absolutely. This year we got to participate in watching some shows with the Atlanta Black Theater Festival, which was a really cool opportunity. Um, our students got to watch some of the shows with that um, that weekend for that performance. And then we have also had a few master classes that have been set up for the county with some musical theater and then also some acting workshops. That's been really nice. And then we had um, another workshop. It was actually for the Atlanta Opera, but they talked a lot about the technical aspects of doing a, um, a quarantine show. And so we got mm-hmm. to meet with um, their one of their main designers who talked about building things in order to keep people social distance on stage and then maybe some of the costumes as well. So that was really exciting yeah, to that's do. Mm-hmm. So is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself or your program? Absolutely. So when students are in sixth grade, they can earn points by being in performances and doing different activities like participating in workshops and field trips. And they can join our Junior Thespian Society. And the Thespian Society is a international theater honor society, basically kind of like beta, but for theater. And so we have a Georgia chapter as well as we have our own school chapter. And we have a junior thespian society. They can earn points. They'll get inducted into the society. We have an induction ceremony. And then they can be members for all three years of middle school. And we typically travel to the conference that they have for the junior thespians in Georgia. It's a really cool day of all day from like seven in the morning until 11 at night. And this uh, past year, and I think moving forward, it will also be in Columbus. It's about 900 other middle school theater kids who get to participate in workshops and watch performances and communicate and talk to other people who also love theater. And that's a really cool experience. We have um, around 30 students who are a part of our junior thespian group, and we had several of them who actually got to participate in the virtual conference this year. And that was really exciting to see. Um, And also the other cool thing about junior thespians is if they are a member of junior thespians, when they go to high school, they have already automatically earned half of the points that they have to have to be inducted into the high school honor society for theater. So they can get a head start if they are in our junior thespian group before they even go on to high school if they're interested in doing that in high school. That's awesome. And then one other thing I'll say about myself is I also, because I love technical theater and I love lighting (laughs) and sound design, I am also a part-time technician at the Performing Arts Center. And so you will see me over there a lot of times when you go to your, maybe your elementary school chorus concert, I will be there wearing all black (laughs) up in the light booth (laughs) or turning on, taking mics on and off stage. You never know when you're going to see me around. Well, one other thing that she hasn't told you guys is that she has taken classes on improvisation in Atlanta and uh, she has done some shows herself as an improv actor and, and she's very good. 
very talented. <laughs> well, I do try my best. It's been a little different with quarantine. I haven't kept up with my improv as much, but yes, maybe maybe once we're back to normal, I can continue that as well. So I definitely do. I was in our improv troupe in college uh, for a year or so, and I started doing a little bit in Atlanta when um, when I started teaching. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Rainwater. It's been great to get to talk to you and learn a little bit more about you and your program. Thank you, Ms. Long. And thank you to our audience for listening. Don't forget to share this podcast with other Robert's friends and families. And if you know of any elementary student who is interested in the fine arts, please share this so they can learn more about our programs here at MD Roberts School of the Arts. And something exciting happened this past week. Our podcast is now found on various platforms, including Spotify. So if you use Spotify, please follow us so you never miss an episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.